So um, today's message is going to be a little bit different. And again, so I don't want to apologize, but I'm going to apologize in advance. And uh, but 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 you know, I just want you to know, like, just talk to Jesus about it afterwards. Um, <laughs> Holy Ghost. You know this. Uh, I'm going to be very honest. This this whole thing that we're doing with the Ohio Blazes have us. It has us, and it has me. And really a place of just just constant intercession. Not that I didn't pray before, but it was like, I'm like being more intentional. Like I'm being a lot more intentional in my time of prayer. And it's like face to the ground. You know, and I've always said this, there's more on the floor. And man, I tell you what, there's a lot more on the floor. There really, really, there really is a lot more on the floor. And, um, and I've been asking the Lord because as we come in, we come into a region, you know, we've been in Ohio I believe now it's like almost, if not three years, the Lord brought us in. We had a season when we were in Stryker, Ohio, and, you know, and, and, and the Lord told us, I want you to come and plant a flag in Brian, not knowing what that was supposed to look like. We were just obedient, and then the Lord just, just shifted everything for us out of nowhere. And here we are, Holy Ghost. But, you know, I, I want you to know that, that we know that there's, we battle not against flesh and blood, and we know that. That we know that there's there is a realm of the of, of glory that we live in, and I, and I can't get into this whole teaching right now. But but you know we we we've talked about you know the, there's a soulless realm that's that second heaven level. There's a soulless realm, and then we have the third heavens. You know, ta- uh, uh, John talks about the third heavens, and. And in this second heaven realm is where we, we find the demonic activity. It's the soulless realm. And then we also have that glory realm, which is like the Lord said, come up here. Come higher. And that's, that's the third heaven. That's that glory. And in this time of intercession with the Lord, I really feel like there's been such an openness from the Lord. Like, I, I can't explain it. It's like... Like, there's been a level of just communication with the Father that's been beautiful. I've really just been so blessed. And it's times that I'm hearing the voice of the Lord when I'm not trying to. You know, I've been guilty of the past to this, and I'm just going to be transparent. You know, it's like, Lord, what do you have? And I'm praying, and, you know, and then you get the word. But lately it's been like I'm watching TV, and the Lord just begins to speak to me about something. I'm like, whoa. And I have to just stop what I'm doing and just start writing. And it's been such an open portal, I guess. I just want to say it like that. I'll just say it. But Monday night, I wasn't doing nothing. I wasn't being super spiritual. I wasn't seeking the throne. I was sitting there, and I was just, I was watching a TV show. And I heard something. And I heard the whisper of the enemy. And this is what I heard. It was almost as if like like the Lord allowed me to hear the enemy speaking to its generals. And he was making a declaration. And I was able to step into that room and hear the plan. And this is what I heard. The enemy said, I want Ohio. That's what I heard. I want Ohio. And immediately I just began to, I just started praying like, 
I'm, not, I'm praying in the spirit. I'm, 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 I'm just, whoa. Lord, what is this about, God? I mean, you've called us in Ohio. I mean, we know there's something that you're going to do in this state, in this region. And as, as I was praying, I began to ask the Lord for strategy. And the Lord began to show me some of the blueprints and what is being released. And this is what I heard the Lord say. He said, the enemy has unleashed a murderous and controlling spirit over the nation. It's a murderous and it's a controlling spirit that has been released. And he said, it's time to pray. Church, it's time to rise. It's time. It's time. Now listen, this is not, this is not a word of like, like uh, what I'm trying to say is that because the Lord reveals, he heals. The Lord doesn't, yeah, exactly. He is for us, not against us. Don't make me start singing. Because oh. <laughs> it won't sound that good. But when he reveals, he heals. Because that's the good God that he is. So Wednesday night was powerful. We, we've been gathering every day in intercession from 3 o'clock in the afternoon to 5 o'clock. And we've had a select group. It's been open to everybody. We've opened it up to anybody that wants to come and pray. And we've had a select group of people that have been coming in here. And they've just been plowing. I'm talking nonstop going for it. There's no church service. It's like worship is there, and we're just on our face. Father. We, we just contend for a move of God. Our hearts cry for, for healing in our, la- our, our nation and our land, right? To see God move in Ohio, in this nation. And I was laying on the floor. I'm, okay, I'm lying. I was laying on the on the chair because it'd be hard for me to get out the floor with this leg. But I was laying on the ch- on the chair, my floor. <laughs> I was on the floor. I know. Yeah, I was. Holy Ghost. But I was laying there, and as I was praying, I began to see something. And I'm gonna just share what I saw because I I want you to capture this. Because I've been praying for for strategy. God, I mean, you're wanting us to do this Ohio Blaze and this regional thing. And for what I've been told, it's been over 30 years since something like this has been done in the region. So obviously there's something about the timing of the Lord. There's something about the strategic plan of the Lord. Because he's about to do something fantastic. Something powerful. So on Wednesday night as I was praying, I had my eyes closed, and immediately I saw a huge statue. And this statue, it had, it was, it was really seductive. And it was like bodies, and they were combined as one body, and they were wrapped around each other, and they were standing up, and there was three bodies wrapped around each other. And they were, they were holding each other. And then you could see when they were trying to move, and when they tried to move, the skin was attached to the body that they weren't able to separate. It was demonic. 
and it, and it couldn't move. But yet it was a statue. The bodies were stuck together. They were all completely naked. And it looked really seductive, but it also looked really deformed. And I asked the Lord about this. And this is what he said. He said, this is what is dwelling in this region. And I'm talking about northwestern Ohio. In, in Ohio, I don't know. I just heard region. He said, this is what is dwelling in the region. It is a demonic controlling spirit. It's idols and it's soul ties. It's going to be a little bit different today. It's idols and soul ties. Father, I just thank you, God. I thank you, Lord, for this, this time, God. And I just ask, Lord, right now, even now, Lord, for eyes to see and ears to hear, God, what your spirit is declaring, God. And right now, Lord, I just say, God, whatever is not of you, God, that it will fall to the ground right now. It will fall to the ground. I pray for a protection over this house, God. Father, we know that even now, Lord, even for those that are watching, God, that this is an assignment, Lord, that you are saying it's time for the church to rise. So, Father, we thank you, God, because what you reveal, you heal. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Ooh, shaka bam, Holy Ghost. So what is a soul tie? Ah, come on. Uh, a soul tie is any relationship where there are two become one. Some of this, I'm sure a lot of you guys know, and you know it's going to be a refresher. Some of you may not know. It's when two things become one. In mind, body, our emotions, and even in our hearts, they become, they get locked in. Some of us are dealing with soul ties, and we don't even know that we're dealing with it. We see that God, God created us in his likeness and image. Genesis 1.26 says this, And God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. So, God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Man is soul, body, and spirit. Where the spirit and the soul is in the living body. We are, we are, a, we are a, not of this world. We are in the a natural. We are in a living body. Our spirit. Ah, okay. The soul houses the mind and the will and the emotions. Listen, I want you to grab what I'm saying. It, it, it houses the mind, the will, and our emotions. It's what makes your personality. That's why you heard, I'm a soul man. <laughs> oh, don't make me dance. Come on. Why? Because you can hear a song and listen, man, that guy, that brother got soul. 
So it's part of our personality. It's, it's, it's who we are. It's an emotion. It's all these things. It's, it's part of who we are. So the term tie means this. It's the cleaving together. It's sticking. It's joined and it's knitted together. It's where the two become one. You see, soul ties, God's soul ties, because there are soul ties from the Lord which are amazing and they're good and they're powerful. God's soul ties will always foster unity and it serves as a magnet that is supposed to help us bond and connect It puts people together, but what it does, it connects us all together so that we can fulfill and complete the purpose that God has put inside of every one of us. These are kingdom connections. Our brothers and our sisters. There's some that you're going to connect with, but there's going to be some that like, man, my heart is just connected. I don't know what it is about brother so-and-so. It's like, man, that's like, man, it's like we're right there. That's a godly soul tie. Your spirit connects. You become one. You, you, you become knitted together. Amen? Godly physical soul ties, a physical soul tie of God, are formed between family members, biological And this even happens during the consummation of marriage. When a parent, I mean, when when a husband and wife consummate, they they now become one, and there is a connection that happens. That's why, listen, we're real. How many of you believe in angels? How many of you believe that there there is a realm of glory, the supernatural realm of glory? Come on. So the same way there is a a glory realm in the angelic, there is a demonic realm that exists. And they're constantly battling for your soul to devour you. So a soul tie, they are demonic strongholds that will come and attach itself. And not only that, but listen, they are transferable. That's why oftentimes when you hear of somebody being molested or somebody who has been abused or somebody who has been raped, oftentimes something happens inside their life because what happens is that soul tie attaches itself to the people. If there's no healing in there, that soul tie will come and it will attach itself and, it, and what does it do? It comes after the identity of the person. That's part of the demonic assault. That's part of the attack. So this, this, this soul tie will go for somebody who's been hurt or wounded or abused, molested, and all of a sudden, they begin to have thoughts that are impure. First of all, the person that is perpetrating, I don't know why I'm talking about this right now. 
Somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to hear this. The person that perpetrated is dealing with a demonic assault on their own life. And they need to be set free. And they go and they hurt somebody. And there's a soul tie that's attached. And that person that gets hurt, that's whether it's molested or whatever that is, they begin to deal with issues of identity. And no longer do they know who they are. But the enemy comes in and begins to cause distortion in their brain, the way they think. And now they start thinking they're homosexual. Father, I just thank you, God. Thank you, Father. You know, I get it. See, people that are dealing with homosexuality, that's not who they are. And the church has done a really bad thing by coming at the people and trying to beat them on the head about it. I'm just going to be honest because that's not the heart of the Father. Ah, Jesus. And see, because from the very beginning, the enemy has been after our identity. And if he can get us to a, a, agree with the sinful nature, then he's got us. And these soul ties, what they do, they come in and they infiltrate somebody's purity, their innocence. And I don't know why, Lord, shake it. But they come in, they, they, somebody's innocence, and those spirits attach themselves. I don't know if it's for somebody who's watching right now, maybe for somebody in this room. But if you're having any kind of homosexual tendencies, whatever that is, I want you to know that that's not who you are. And there's a God who loves you. There's a God who loves them. He loves them. He loves them. And I speak healing over your heart. Listen, the love of God will lead to repentance. That's why it's so important that we understand what this is. When I'm talking about soul ties, and we have to break that. That's This morning's message is called Unleashed. Oh! Unleashed. Disconnecting from idols and soul ties. Because I believe what the Lord reveals, he heals. And there's going to be people in this room, people that are watching right now, that you're going to get set free. You're going to get set free from the lies that the enemy has been speaking to you. Jesus. See, those soul ties will keep you tormented at night. It'll keep you in a place of being tormented. And then you know what happens? It begins to open up other areas for the enemy to come in. And all of a sudden, now you're, you're starting to drink. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm saying you do it because you're looking for a way out. So you begin to do things to try to appease what you're feeling. So you turn to other things that are not of God. Some people start drinking. They start doing drugs. Because they're looking for the, they're looking for that peace that they that they're missing. 
Sometimes they act out. They, they, they just. These are demonic spirits that are influencing these behaviors. And they're leading to identity issues. The enemy has perverted what is good in order to destroy the children of God. Therefore, many Christians who love God find themselves entangled in negative and ungodly soul ties. And most of us don't even know it. A soul tie can be something that captures your heart. Okay, so I'm going to ask you guys a question. I want you to think of somebody right now. Think of somebody, think of something that you do not like. That every time you hear their name mentioned, you cringe. Or maybe a situation. Every time you think about the situation or you think about somebody that you just cringe. Just just take a moment. Everybody's got something. Right there, that's a soul tie. Because even anger and bitterness hurts our soul ties. These relationships can become toxic and prevent us from enjoying our freedom and our choice. Jesus. So, okay, I'm going to move on. Ungodly soul ties use force, they use authority. They use influence or obligation to steer us away from God. And they lead us toward a greater darkness and confusion. Because if, you're, if you feel you have odd against your brother, if you have an offense towards somebody, if somebody did something so bad that every time you think about the person's name, come on, listen, it could be an old pastor. Uh-oh, come on. It could be an ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend, an old professor, an old prayer minister. Listen, even in ministry, we get hurt in ministry. Gosh, I know. Oh, boy, do I know that one. For a long time, God, Jesus, for a long time, I would hear somebody's name, and I'd be like, "Oh, really?" Okay, let, let me let me bring it to 2020. You're on Facebook. Ah, oh, you see somebody come on Facebook, and you meet like, whatever. That's a soul tie. You've allowed that thing to control you and how you feel. 
it's just a baby one right now. But that baby one opens up a big door for these bigger demons to come in. I'm listen. I, I'm guilty of that one. Jesus, I repent. I repent, Lord. But there's times I'll be on Facebook and I'll see a brother or a sister, and I'm like, oh, really? Stop it already. Because I allow my own opinions dictate what I think about what I'm seeing. And I have to realize that's not what God thinks about them. Holy Ghost. You guys, you guys aren't mad at me yet, are you? Okay. Okay. Not yet. Thank you, Bart. <laughs> Ungodly soul ties are never in our best interest, and they interfere with God's will for our lives. Colossians 3, 2 says this, set your mind on things above, not on things on this earth. Ungodly soul ties will prevent you from going higher. You know why? Because it keeps you about yourself. As long as I'm okay, it's all that matters. Once ungodly soul ties are formed, they will plunge you into a downward spiral. Come on, they will. They take us into a downward spiral of controlling and manipulative and abusive Thoughts and emotions and behaviors. Jesus. The biggest dangers is the ungodly soul ties will influence you away from God and his family. They separate us. And they lie to us. You're okay. God loves you just the way you are. Yes, it is true. He loves you just the way you are, but he doesn't love you if we stay in our sin. He's a good God. But we can't stay in that state. It's crazy to think that we were going to see godly results with ungodly character. It's not the way it works. Hmm. It'll cause us to separate ourselves. We feel lonely. We feel like we're alone. It causes anxiety, depression. I just want to give up. I, I don't want to do this no more. It puts you in despair. Hope leaves. What does hope leave? When, when hope leaves you, what happens? It's just, Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And when your heart gets sick, what happens? Bitterness comes in. And then what happens after bitterness? Then anger comes in. And all of a sudden, you're living this life angry, hopeless, bitter. And you hate everybody. And guess what? 
Everybody's against you. You become a victim. It's toxic emotions that linger. These are the products of unforgiveness. Listen, if I have somebody who I have a, a soul, people that I don't like, they may be completely set free from me. But if I have something against this person, I have a soul tie with this person, and because I have a soul tie with this person, only unforgiveness will separate us. We need to start forgiving. Listen, I'm talking, we're talking about revival. We want to see a move of God. How do we expect a move of God to happen if our hearts are bitter? If our hearts are bitter. We need to forgive. Because believe it or not, we form bonds with people that we hate. Remember, what is a soul tie? It's when two become one. When you hate someone, you have become one with the hate for that person. And when you do that, you give legal access to the enemy to come and ponder you. Our wounds and anger form ungodly soul ties and they'll keep us in bondage until we forgive. Jesus. We see in uh, Matthew 18. Let's just turn there. Matthew 18, verse 32. We're going to see in Matthew 18, 32. Through 35, it says, Then his master, he had called him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt that because you begged me. Should you not also have compassion on your fellow servants, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the, for the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother for his trespasses. Y'all oh, get that? We have to forgive. I don't care what it looks like. It can hurt you so bad. Listen, when we forgive, when we truly, truly give it to God, man, there's so much freedom in it. There's so much freedom. You're like, God, man, Lord, I'm free. <laughs> You're free. <laughs> Soul ties. Oh, here we go. Sexual sin. Seducing spirits are also 
always involved when a sexual sin is committed. That's why we are warned about sexual immorality. I ask the Lord, Lord, I don't know why you want me to talk about this today. This is not my message. I'm like, revival, glory, Jesus, Holy Ghost. <laughs> Isaiah 29 and Ezekiel 13 introduce this word, seduced to us. And it relates to a seducing spirit. And in this context, the word seduced refers to being led astray. Being led astray. See, seducing just doesn't, you know, immediately when you hear the word seduce, you immediately, you, you think sexual. But there's all kinds of seduction. Some people are seduced by, by drugs. They're seduced by the flattery. And in ministry, even in ministry, the devil, the enemy could use this. Oh, pastor so-and-so, you're so anointed. Oh, you're so anointed. Like, the word today was so great. Oh, my God, as soon as you open your mouth, it's like I felt the spirit of the Lord. And if we're not yet, yeah, it could be true. But listen, what I'm trying to say is, is that if we don't watch the plans of the enemy, that we can fall into even that pride, and that develops a soul tie. Because now the next time the person's ministering, man, I hope my word was good as it was last week. I wonder if this one was anointed. <laughs> you walk off and, man, nobody said amen today. Man, Lord, was I off? Did I miss it? <laughs> Come on. Jesus, help me. It leads us astray. The Jews were often led astray from God. Seducing spirits will lead you astray. First, uh, First Timothy 4.1 says this. Now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, some of you will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having your own conscience seared with hot iron. I say this because every one of you in this room is a leader who was destined to lead. Every one of you. Every one of you is a son. If you have given your life to Jesus and you believe, you are, listen, you are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I really believe that where we're going together, even as, as, a, as a house, but even as a city, as a nation, and where we're going as a people, we must know who we are. We must know who you not, must know who God is. Because the enemy will come, and he will tempt you, and he will test you. And as I was praying about this, the Lord reminded me, me about a story that I heard. It was about, uh, I heard Bobby Connor. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Bobby Connor, but 
Bobby Connor shared a story one time. And they were at a huge event. And the power of God was moving. People were worshiping the Lord. I mean, it was, it was a powerful move of the Lord. And the pastors were up on the, on, the, on the podium, and they were standing up. And they were praying for people, and they were worshiping. And one of the pastors got distracted. And Bobby Connor noticed it. And he, he tells this, this gentleman, this young pastor, he says, what's the matter with you, man? What's going on? And the pastor was very transparent. He says, I don't know what's the matter with me, but, but I keep seeing. Like he kept, he, his eyes were drawn to this woman that was in the front row worshiping. And he says, for whatever reason, I, I'm like drawn to her, you know, her, her, her lady areas. And Bobby Connor says, well, brother, I'm going to tell you what that is because when I got up here, he says, the same thing happened to me. He says, I began to feel it. And I began to pray and ask the Lord, what was it? And then the Lord pulled back the veil for him. And as he pulled back the veil, he saw right there on her lady parts, there was a big hook. It was a fish hook. And I say that because It was looking for a way to hook the body. It was going after the, the men of God. That's why, listen, I, I, I don't, ladies dress appropriately. Women dress appropriately. Men dress appropriately. Men, control your eyes. Yes, that's very good. Listen, this is not a message that I preach all the time. I don't know why this is happening today. But I'm telling you what. If we're going to see a move of God happen, we have to get our, our hearts right. We have to get prepared. Because God's going to do something. And this plan of the enemy was trying to create a soul tie that the man of God would get their eyes off of what God was doing and fixed on that lustful, demonic spirit. So what does Jesus say about this soul? Let's turn to Matthew 5, 27. Lord Jesus. Shake it about so Verse 27 and 28 says, You have heard that it was said till those of old, I'm sorry, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery in his heart. Matthew 15, verse 19 and 20 says, For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders and adulterers and fornicators and thefts and false witnesses and blasphemy. These are the things that defile a man. 
Okay, I'm going to try to speed it up. Another soul tie that we see is prolonged grief. When we have somebody that we love and they go to be with the Lord, it's a natural thing to grieve for somebody that we love. It's a hard thing. But sometimes a soul, a soul tie can develop following the death of a loved one, especially when somebody has committed suicide. <clears throat> Even when it becomes more common when um, abortion is involved. Come on, Lord. A soul tie can lead, a soul tie with the dead can lead to develop a sort of communion with the dead person. Feeling the person's presence or seeing them repeatedly in dreams and visions. Now listen, it is common to grieve for a loved one. It may take years to, that, I mean listen, it's been three years since I lost my father and there's not a day that I don't grieve for my dad. But it is not healthy after that length of time for somebody to start seeing them in your dreams and having them come and visit you at night. If it's been, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm, I can't give you a, a, an amount of time, but after three or four years, these are called familiar spirits. We have created a soul tie. And we've given access. And let me tell you what, the enemy will use those things because they know the hurt that you have and the missing void that they will come as a demonic spirit that looks just like somebody you love. But I'm going to tell you now, it's not of the Lord. Now, and I know that's a loaded statement because I do believe the Lord will bring you peace and rest and give you assuredness that your loved ones are with the Lord and all those things. But I'm talking about after a long time, after the grieving process is gone and it should be done with. I know people that say even after 10, 15 years, oh, yeah, my husband still comes to me at night and visits me. I'm like, no, that's not your husband, dear. That's not, that's not your husband. Another soul tie comes from manipulation. It comes from manipulation, which is a form of witchcraft. If a man or woman becomes a friend with somebody because they have something to gain, that is witchcraft. We see this in ministry all the time. They'll whatever they can to be behind the pulpit or whatever they want to do to get closer to so-and-so because they have a game. I'm not talking about nobody in this house, nobody in this building. No, no I'm talking, this is a, in general. We see this in ministry. 
It happens. Oh, that's my spiritual father. That's my spiritual mother. They name drop. <laughs> Manipulation. That's what we call churchy witchcraft. Let me prophesy a word. Brother, I see you moving to Ohio. The Lord's going to give you what you need in Ohio. But I'm giving the word because I want them to come to my church. That's witchcraft. Oh, that brother's a big tither over there. Brother, I just see you funding the kingdom of heaven. The Lord's going to use you to build up and raise, and you're going to fund the kingdom. That's witchcraft. Come on, man. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Pride. Pride is a soul tie. <clears throat> Pride was a sin that turned Lucifer and anointed the cherub of God into Satan, to the father of lies. The sin of pride is the preoccupation with self. When we exalt ourselves, in effect, we are saying, I am my own God. I don't need nobody. I can do it. Can I? Okay, here we go. <laughs> Somebody's dealing with a sickness in their life. Hey, brother, can I pray for you? No, I already prayed. I'm good. Okay. Man, I found myself saying that before. My, I've said it to my wife, though. Like, what's going on? No, I'm just dealing with this or, or my eyes. And Well, let me pray for you. Well, I've been praying all week. Well, so what? Let me pray for you again. <laughs> she can talk to me like that, right? <laughs> Only she can talk to me like that. And Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Pride, pride will get, and there's all forms of pride. Come on. I mean, pride is, that's a whole nother level. I'm good. I pray. I go to church. You know, I don't need nothing. Isaiah 14, 12 through 14 says this. How you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground. You who weaken the nations, for you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit in the mount of the congregation on the farthest side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high. Pride is not an emotion. Pride is a demonic spirit. Now, there's difference. Let's get this. I often get a debate from this one right here. Because I have said, man, I'm so proud of my son. Or, son, I'm proud of you. And this is where the debate comes because we do deal with. 
But it's a different kind of proud when I say that. I don't know if there's, I, I don't know if there's a, a variations of the words or, or what, but I, am, I don't know another word to explain the joy that I feel from seeing my children be successful. So I am proud. And I believe God is proud of his kids. I believe that. When we are doing what we're supposed to be doing and we're living the way we're supposed to be living, he's like, that's my son. There's a level of, man, good job. Good job, daughter, you did it. Way to go. (laughs) Oh, that was goofy. But pride, when I'm speaking of pride, there's a spirit of pride. Seducing spirits often attract other evil spirits. Just like the Holy Spirit brings people together for divine purposes, evil spirits can also bring people together for the wrong thing. Here's a big one for the church. Secrecy and gossip. Shaka, bam, Holy Ghost. Come on. Let's be real. Most churches get split up because of these little small groups of people saying words like, hey, brother, don't say this, but I heard that this and this. Secrets. Gossip. A bond of secrecy creates a web of darkness. Listen. Oh, it creates a web of darkness. I'll tell you something, but you can't tell nobody else. Okay, Alice? I'm going to tell you, but don't tell nobody. It binds you together with another individual, and it shuts others out. Because, see, the enemy is looking for agreement. A lot of times when I hear somebody say, hey, I got to tell you something, but but don't say nothing, I'm like, well, don't tell me. I I really don't think I want to hear this. As a matter of fact, let me get my wife or let me get somebody to be here with us as we talk about whatever it is we're going to talk about. If the secret itself is gossip, you share in the sin of the one who gossips. Because oftentimes before someone shares gossip with you, This is true, guys. Listen, I I mean, I see this all the time. They will test your spirit. They want to see where you're at. Hey, did you hear about so-and-so? 
No, I didn't. What happened? Well, I heard that. Immediately shut that thing down. Listen, shut it down. It has no place in the kingdom. If their hearts are to pray for them, man, take it to the leadership. Let's pray together. If you are, okay, so that tingle, like that, that feeling you get, like that anticipation right before you're about to hear it, that's the seducing spirit wooing you. And you know what? Listen, I, I've, been, I've been this guy. I've been like, I do this with my wife because she'll say something like, you know what? And I'm like, what? You did it to me right today. You know what? I was going to tell you that, uh, and then she, she's like, you should just forget about what she was going to tell me. And she'll walk away. I'm like, hey, what were you going to say? Oh, I forgot. It was, it was nothing. It was, I don't know. It was something about. I said, you can't just tell me that and then walk away. I mean, that's like, are you crazy? Now all day I'm going to be wondering, like, what was you going to tell me? But see, the enemy will use that. Not that particular scenario, but <laughs> that wasn't a seducing spirit. <laughs> I had to make that clear. Because <laughs> they gossip will start, right? <laughs> but the enemy will use those type of scenarios. Hey, did you hear about uh, Pastor so-and-so? About last week? And then they'll leave. Hey, well, tell that wooing that you feel, that that anticipation to know what happened with that pastor last week, that's the seducing spirit wanting that soul tie to connect. That's our human emotional side wanting to know. I know this is a lot to chew on right now, but Holy Ghost. Before we share someone's gossip with you, we have to test the spirit. Always test the spirit. Don't let those things hook us. First John 1 7 says, If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us all from sin. Anything you desire more than God is an idol. If you're paying for your truck, but you're not giving your tithes, Oh, gee, listen, I'm not trying to go there. I'm not. I'm not that guy. But listen, that's an idol. If you went and bought yourself a 70-inch television, but you ain't sowing into the kingdom, that's an idol. Man, I love my TV. Man, I got this and that. 
What is it doing for the kingdom of God? I'm just saying, you know. Look, look. I'm giving them examples. Because we we can we can we put things before the Lord. Whatever we put before God, it is an idol in our lives. It, man, I've been guilty of that. Oh, Jesus. I've had to repent for that. Lord, please forgive me, God. And listen, that's not a word of condemnation in this house. I'm not, if that condemnation came upon you, I rebuke that right now in Jesus' name because that's not what I'm saying. Holy Spirit, have your way, Lord. Father, I just thank you, God, right now. I thank you for your goodness, God. I thank you for your love in this house, God. I thank you, God, that even now, Lord, you're touching hearts, God. Jesus. If we delight ourselves in the Lord, he will put his desires in our heart. And that's what he gives us. If your vision or dream for your life doesn't begin with God, that could be an idol. So, I'm going to close up. This is, my, this is my second closing, right? Okay. Okay, we're good. <clears throat> These are a few symptoms that we see with... Uh, Ungodly soul ties. You stop talking. You can't talk without fighting. We see this in homes. Ungodly soul ties will destroy our ability to communicate effectively with one another. Our conversations will always turn into fights and arguments. Instead of speaking life and calling out the greatness in one another, we begin to curse and verbally attack each other. These are ungodly soul ties. Our communication style becomes manipulative and demanding and demeaning. Holy Ghost. Another symptom is you begin to lose your identity. You don't know who you are anymore. You know how many people I've counseled and they've said, it's like I don't know who I am no more. I feel so numb. They don't know who they are. When people have been called names, come on. When we call our, our children names, oh, you, man, don't be so dumb. Quit being stupid. I want you to use your mind. What are you thinking, you big dummy? They begin to, they begin to internalize these words in their life. And that becomes a soul tie. 
And they begin to, that's how they begin to live, and they think that. We begin to lose our identity. Number three, our failure to see the humanity of others. And we feel like nobody gets us. Man, nobody understands me. I'm just all alone in this thing. Like, nobody gets it. Pride is dangerous because it allows one to think that they are better than someone else. Combined with vanity, which blinds us to the truth, we fail to recognize the humanity in others around us. Then you treat people as commodities instead of individuals. A thing that can be sold or bought. Something that can be used and abused. These are symptoms. We become the victims, right? You don't understand what I'm dealing with. That's why I do what I do. The inability, number four, uh, what am I on, number three, number four, three, four. The inability to recognize suffering, you become numb. Again, we're talking about symptoms of what it looks like, what, you know, if you're dealing with any of these symptoms. Our inability to recognize suffering, you become numb. Ungodly soul ties, they will harden our hearts. We become callous and indifferent to the sufferings of others. We can ignore those who are in need without even thinking about it. Wow. Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even the division of the soul and spirit and the joints of the marrow and the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And the other one is shame. We see this one a lot with with those who have been hurt, whether they've been abused, any kind of abuse. Shame is the most destructive symptom of ungodly soul ties because it makes you feel like you're a mistake. The voice of shame says that you are unworthy, you are unlovable, you are wrong, and you are pathetic. Many people who are entangled in ungodly soul ties will experience depression because they have accepted the lie and they feel like they deserve to be treated badly. That's why sometimes you see women who are in an abused relationship, they stay. 
because sometimes they feel like they deserve it. These are ungodly soul ties. And they could be anything, guys. I'm just... Shame ultimately leads us to fear. There's often an emotional soul tie that needs to be broken so that you can enjoy peace and freedom. Can I get the worship team up here, please? Thank you, Father. Jesus. Romans 10, verse 11 says this. Whosoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Jesus. This morning, for whatever reason, the Lord had me share this message. And I believe what he reveals, he heals. And you know, there's no condemnation in the Lord. There really isn't. Let's just close our eyes right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Father, even now, Lord, we just thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, because we know what you reveal, you heal. And this morning, Lord, Lord, I just ask that you would begin to speak to the hearts of your bride. And Lord, if there's been any, any areas in our own lives, God, that we can, we can just think about right now as we sit with our eyes closed, Lord. If there's any area in our own lives, in our own walk, Lord, that we may have soul ties. Lord, we ask that you would just remove those today. Lord, for those people, Lord, that, that have been dealing with any kind of abuse, that have dealt with any kind of abuse. Father, I just speak right now, Lord, to their heart, God. Lord, that you would come and you just begin to massage their heart this morning, Lord. Right now, Lord, that you would come and you would have your way. Lord, that you would begin to remove every hurt from our hearts this morning. Right now, Lord. And I come against any impure thought in the name of Jesus. I come against every demonic spirit in the name of Jesus. I rebuke the spirit of homosexuality in the name of Jesus. And I curse that root in the name of Jesus. You have no authority and you have no power. Because I want to tell you, that's not who you are. 
That's not who you are. You're a son. You're a daughter. And right there where you're at, if you're watching online, if you're sitting in this room, right there where you're at, if you have had any kind of thoughts, any sexual perversion thoughts right now, listen, give it to Jesus right now. Say, Father, I lay it at your feet this morning. Lord, cleanse me. Lord, I repent right now, Lord. Make me whole, God. Begin to show me who you are in my life right now. Lord, I just ask that you would remove any soul tie from things we might have agreed to, any offenses that we would have towards our brothers and sisters. Right now, Father, Jesus, Lord, even now, Lord, that you would just wipe it clean. That even today, Lord, as we would all say and we would agree this morning, God, Lord, we surrender our, our lives, God. Lord, we, we, we break every assignment, every soul tie of our life, God, right now in the name of Jesus. Every soul tie be broken right now. In Jesus' name, every soul tie be broken. Every soul tie, every hurt, every wound, in the name of Jesus, every soul tie be broke. Lord, that even now, you're smashing idols. You're smashing idols. Father, we thank you for the land. We thank you for the region. We thank you for Ohio, God. Right now, God, because what you reveal, you heal. And, Lord, we speak now, God, the virtue of heaven to be released in this house right now. The virtue of heaven. Let's all stand. Ah, Holy Ghost. Jesus. And as we stand... Right now, we just say, Lord, let it be done. And we all say, amen. Let's worship the Lord. Hey, how are you doing? This is Pete Garza here, senior pastor of the Revival Hub here in Bryan, Ohio. I just want to say thank you so much for joining us this morning. We pray that you are encouraged and you are blessed by the service that you just heard by one of our pastors, one of our leaders. You know, I want to ask you a serious question. You know, maybe you've never heard about this Jesus that we're talking about. Maybe you've only heard stories about a God who is, who is angry and, and who's waiting for you to make a mistake so you can be punished. I want to tell you something. There's a God in heaven who loves you and his thoughts for you are good and everything he has for you is for good. And there's a Jesus that loves you. It says in John 3, 3, 16 that he says, For God so loved this world that he sent his only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. That whosoever is me and whosoever is you. So this morning, I want to ask you a question. Do you want to know this Jesus that we're talking about? Here's an invitation. All you got to do is, it's so simple. And sometimes we make things so complicated. 
but it's so simple. Simply say this. Say, God, I repent of my sins. Please forgive me. I ask that you, you come and you, you touch my heart, God. Remove all areas of myself away from me. Lord, I surrender my all. And I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die for my sins. And I believe that he reigns for eternal. So I just, it, listen, it, it's that simple. If you said that right now, I want to congratulate you and welcome you to the family of God. It's simple. God bless you. Stay connected.